What's up all you freaks and geeks of the world? It's your fairy sex mother and I'm here with another episode of the sex experience. So on this episode, I was actually going to talk to you guys about or just basically rant about how I am a religious freak. Ha 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 ha. But it's a wordplay. I do take religion very seriously. I am very deep in my religion. I do consider myself and I recognize myself as a Christian. I was raised as one. So I feel like the foundation of my upbringing is important. And it's important to my life, even if I do decide, well, not even if, because I am going to be a sex therapist and I am going to be a marriage family therapist. So regardless, because religion was a very strong part of my foundation, it's going to stay with me forever, no matter what my career choice is going to be. And even though I choose to work in the field as a sex worker, I feel like even more now than ever, religion is going to play an even bigger part of my life than it did before. And so, like I had said, I do consider myself a Christian. I, I, in growing up, I'm getting my words tongue-tied, I attended Mount Gerizim Church of God Holiness. And it wasn't I attended there because that was just the church my parents went to. No, my family is actually like just heavy in the church. And by heavy, you know, let's break down the titles and the roles and stuff. So on my dad's side, sip it on wine while I'm talking about this. On my dad's side, my grandfather is the pastor of the church. He actually built the church. My uncle, who has now passed away, my uncle Larry, he was a reverend. My uncle Mike, these are my dad's brothers, by the way. My uncle Mike, he was a reverend at the church, but now he is the standing pastor at the church. Um, and then my uncle Amos, he plays a role at another church, but at one point he was heavy inside of Mount Gerizim. And then my dad was a deacon at the church. So then moving on down, not moving down. Well, no, kind of sort of moving down. Holly is my cousin. She is my uncle Mike's daughter. She, um, plays a heavy role inside of the church. She helps with whatever needs help with. She's very good at organizing, financing, doing whatever the case may be. So there's Holly. Larie and Larray were in the choir. Those are my cousins as well. And I was in the choir. And so was my cousin EJ. Basically, everybody on my dad's side, we were somehow, some way involved in the church. Now, going to my mother's side, my mother, she was, or she still is, the pianist at my church. She is the music chair, music department. That's her job. And so she works with the children's choir, the adult choir, the youth choir, every single choir. She plays the piano, all the other kind of stuff. My uncle Larry, he also played the organ at my church before he passed away. And so my mom, like I said, she plays the piano at my grandfather's church. Now we go to my mom's side of the family. So boom, my grandfather, he is like the head deacon at his church. My aunts, my oldest aunt, my aunt Patricia, she is a pianist and she's also the lead choir director at her church. My aunt Angela is a part of the Sisters Willing Workers and she's also one of, she's a, she has an important role at her church as well. My aunt Grace is over the children's choir at her church and all of my aunts can sing and play an instrument and play the piano. So there's that and then you know of course there's their children and all of their children play a big part in the church my cousin william he is a pastor at his church my cousin author he's a deacon my cousin brian he plays a major role in his church he helps the young men 
with stuff and he helps the adults with stuff my cousin angelica she plays the piano at her church and she's a pianist and she's also a part of the choir my cousin robert is a part of the choir and he's a trombonist as well and then of course if you know anything about me you know that i can pluck parts on the piano but i'm also a violinist and i was a violinist in my church and also a part of the choir and went to every single church event like so when i say church is very 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 important in my life it's like really important or whatever so i just feel like because religion was so deep to me as a child it was no point of me like letting it go as an adult i feel like a lot of our generation now is like they know god but because they're trying to find themselves they just don't know what direction to go. So they just try to go with the wind and go with the flow. And they really don't have a personal relationship with him. And I just view it differently. I have, I feel like, and I know that I have a personal relationship with God. I pray every day before I go to bed at night and every morning when I wake up, before I open my phone, before I do anything else, even if I have to pee, I give God the glory for waking me up in the morning because I didn't have to wake up. Like not everybody wakes up every single day not everyone is able to go to bed or in in their bed every single night like it's so many things that we take for granted that we don't appreciate and I just take the time out to make sure that I think the number one person spirit thing whatever you want to classify him as thanking him for letting me you know see another day because he didn't have to let me see that I could be on my deathbed I could be in a hospital I could be really sick a lot of fucked up shit could be happening to me or could have happened to me if God wasn't in my life and if I didn't love him the way that I did. So I feel like religion plays a huge, 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 huge role in my life because, you know, I'm just grateful for everything God has done for me. And so I consider myself a freak. I said in one of my other episodes, probably I consider myself a nympho and I am 100% okay with that. I don't care if somebody calls me a hoe, a bitch, Because I'm pretty sure once I continue doing these podcast episodes and stuff like that and I open up more about my life, people are going to create their own opinions about me and whatever the case may be. And probably someone's going to listen to this and be like, you can't be a freak. You can't be having sex while you're quote unquote religious. Fuck you and your opinion because God told me otherwise and I'm going to get to that later. But I consider myself a freak because I just know what the fuck I be doing in the bedroom. Like I'm not going to sit here and cap or do this whole like, I look innocent or I look sweet shit, but in the bedroom I'm somebody else. No, I'm 100% myself 100% of the time. I understand that there's a time and a place, but even in those times and places, you can still carry yourself how you carry yourself. You just have to word it differently. I'm not going to go up to a bunch of old people and say, yeah, I'll be sucking dick behind cars and outside on the back patio and I bend my ass so No, I'm not going to do that. But if somebody asks me, like, what do I do in my profession? What am I trying to do? How am I trying to captivate the youth or how am I trying to talk to other people? I will let them know that I am a sex worker, but I work in the field where it's mostly education that can stimulate someone's mind and help them move forward in life rather than just knowing about the anatomy or knowing how to suck or fuck or eat pussy, like all that contemporary bullshit that I said before. But anyways, take a sip of wine. this is not sponsored but let me tell y'all something Taylorport do something to me every single time I swear to you anyways yeah that's how I consider myself a freak and stuff like that it's just because I know what I be doing 
and I know how to do it. And I know how to do it well. I'm never going to sit here, never in life, am I ever going to, or do I plan to give advice? Because I can't say never because I never know what could happen. And then with me being, with me becoming a marriage and family therapist, there are some situations that I cannot relate to. So I'm not going to say that. I do not plan on giving advice unless need be on something that I've never experienced when it comes to sex. When it comes to dealing with sex or anything sexual, I have dibbled and dabbled in a lot of stuff. Go ahead and put it out there. I ain't never fucked an animal. I ain't never going to do it. Fuck that bullshit. Hell no. I have never had sex with anyone younger than me that was not in my age frame. If it was, if they were younger than me, they were younger than me by two years at the most. And even then the whole two years thing, it depended on what grade I was in, but having sex, but even then I said having sex, fuck that. I had never had sex with anyone that was younger than me unless it was like a year. It's my boyfriend. Well, technically my boyfriend is two years younger than me because I was born in 1995. He was born in 1997. But the way our lives are set up, we met in college. He is over 21 years old. I'm 25. He's 23. He's about to be 24. I turned 26 this year. I don't view it like that. By the time where I was having sex and when I first lost my virginity, you were my age and or older. You were not younger than me. I'm not a pedophile. I don't fuck kids. Nope. I'm not a rapist. Don't believe in that. I believe in 100% consent. If you are down with it. And I ask you if you're down with it. If you tell me yes, then I'm going to take it as a yes. You tell me no, I'm going to stop and or not do it. Like, fuck that. There are certain things, because I said I put that out there. Because, you know, motherfuckers weird these days. And sometimes you got to do these little disclaimers. Because, you know, some of y'all weird. And, like, we going to talk about it later. But anyways, you know, those little disclaimers and stuff like that. But in everything else that deals with sex, whether it's BDSM, um... Anal, oral, threesomes, orgies, whatever the case may be. I've dibbled and dabbled a little, researched, talked to people, tried it, didn't like it, liked it, whatever. I've tried so many things that it comes to a point where if someone comes to me and asks me for advice on what they would like to happen, there is a very, 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 very small chance that I do not know what the fuck they're talking about. Very small, very, very, very small. Like on a scale of one to 10, maybe like a a 0.5% chance that I don't know. So, you know, there's that. But anyways, and when it comes to the whole thing of like mixing the two together, like how, if you ask me, Fairy, how can you be a religious freak? How can you be someone that's so deep in religion and be a freak as well? Well, like I said, when it comes to religion, it's a part of my background, like, I was, ever since I was born, I was raised in a church. I was christened. I chose when I wanted to get baptized. I didn't get baptized at the age of, I think, typically at the age of 12 is when a child gets baptized. I don't know. I didn't let my parents decide when I wanted to get baptized. I made that decision for myself. Anything when it comes to the church and the decisions that I make, a lot of the decisions I made was myself. I decided that church is something that's so important to me that I wanted to keep that foundation. Now, do I still go to church to this day? No, I do not. I personally do not have a church home that I see myself fitting in in the area that I'm at now. And it's not to diminish anybody else's church or anything like that. It's just that I was raised in a church that was legit my family, even though it had a lot of bullshit, a lot of drama, a lot of fucked up stuff, situations and stuff like that. At the end of the day, damn near everybody that was in my church was my family member. And so now it's like creating these new relationships and wondering 
how it's just weird. And I go off of vibes. I go off of energy. I don't want to be in a church setting where I feel like your energy is off or I feel like you're being fake because I was raised by, I'm not even talking about my parents, my grandparents more so is who I'm referring to. My grandparents were real people who feared God, but it was a loving fear. They respected God. I saw them walk in God's word every single day of their life. And so when you're raised by people like that and you see that in their everyday life, it kind of rubs off on you on how you treat others and stuff like that. I am not a judgmental person. I don't give a fuck what you do. Now I am going to put it out there. If you do some rapey shit, I don't fuck with that. I don't fuck with you. Keep it pushing. Keep it moving. Deuces. Chuck that shit up. If you fuck animals, keep it pushing. I don't fuck with that. That's nasty. Hell no. I am going to judge you about that. And I'm just going to put that out there. I know that's not the most religious thing to do, but I can't. Birds of a feather flock together and I don't do birds, sis. So, caca, bye-bye, bye-bye. Nope, can't do it. But when it comes to like the general aspect of things, I don't judge people because I know that I don't have the best background. I'm not the cleanest or the clearest or the most perfect person. I've done some fucked up shit. I've been in some fucked up shit. Life has kicked me in my ass. Life has put a broomstick up my asshole, to be very, 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 very honest. Like, so much shit that happened in my life where, honestly, I could be dead. Or, honestly, I should be dead. I should be dead or I should have a disease that I, that shouldn't be cured. I technically should have, like, over 10 kids right now. Like, when I say so much things in my life that's happened over time, I will, like, discuss it with you guys and stuff. But so much fucked up shit has happened in my life and I'm still here. I'm still healthy. I'm still happy. I'm able to do things. I'm not, I'm in a financially stable situation. I'm happy with life. I have people around me, even if it isn't my family. I have friends. I have a partner who loves me dearly, who keep me close to their hearts, who pray for me as much as I pray for them. And even if I didn't have all of them, I still have somebody else in my corner and that's God. Like, God has been there for me through so much stuff in my life where, like I said, I should be somewhere else. I shouldn't be where I am in life. I shouldn't be here. And I don't know how many times I can repeat that, but I really shouldn't be here. And it's just the whole idea of when people try to tell me that you can't be a sex worker and have a strong religious foundation or have a religious background. It's like, well, what are you doing? Because are you living by what the Bible says? If that's the case. Because God said, don't judge people. God says, treat everyone as if they're your neighbor. Love thy father and thy mother. Do not lie. Do not steal. Do not kill. Do not have sex before you're married. Like all the sins, all the, the Ten Commandments and all that stuff are a list of sins that God says is a no-no. But people do it every single day and God forgives that's the whole purpose of him he knows that you're going to make mistakes he knows that I make mistakes I make mistakes every day I probably said like 30 cuss words in the first few minutes of this podcast I shouldn't be cursing I am a Christian woman but I make mistakes I get upset I get angry sometimes I have conversations with my parents that pisses me off and I take it out on them Sometimes I have lied to people. Have I stolen stuff in the past before? I sure damn have. I just cussed right then and there. Have I said, God damn it, before? I surely have. And I 
did not mean it. I was upset and I just said it. Whatever the case may be, we have all sinned and there is no sin that is greater than any one of them. So I really hate it when people have this whole mindset where like, oh, you're having sex before you're married. That's a sin. Well, bitch, you sitting here judging me with your synthetic ass wig. That should be a sin. Like, what the hell? Who the fuck are you to tell me how God feels about me? Did God come to you in your sleep and say you're the third Mary? So now I'm going to tell you what the hell you go on earth. I don't think so. I don't think God put out that memo. I don't think he did that. So it's like when judgmental people come by and try to put their little, put their own religious spin on what the Bible says. No, if the Bible had any interpretations inside of it, then it's going to say it. Whether it's the original one, the King James version, the 15th edition or the first edition, somewhere, somehow, something in there will say whether you are the one to judge or not, but nobody is the determining factor to judge. So why the fuck are people judging you on what you do in life? Fuck these people opinions. And that's how I live my life. I understand that God says I shouldn't have sex before, before I'm married. But like I just said, he knows I'm going to sin. God knew who I was before I was even born. So he knew that when I came into this world, Selena was probably, or fairy, whatever the hell you know me as, was going to do some things that he was going to be up in heaven, shaking his head like, what the hell is this girl down here doing? But guess what? Because I recognize my wrongs and I repent and I say that I'm sorry and I talk to God and I have a relationship every day. God forgives me. I don't care about nobody else's relationship with him. You can go to God and say, Selena is a bitch, a whore. She's all these thousands and ten thousands of things. You can feel however you want to feel about me. But guess what? Me and God, at the end of the day, we have our own relationship. We have our own friendship. And whenever I talk to him, I promise you, I know that he's listening. He may not always talk back to me, but sometimes I'm going to let y'all know. When I'm talking back to myself, when me and myself be having a conversation, really who the motherfucker responding, not the motherfucker, but you know, the person that's responding is actually God telling me about myself, but he tell, he comes to you in a way that you understand. Sometimes God sends messages through your friends, through your food, and he sends it through yourself. It's up to you if you're going to listen or not. And that's like, that's so real. And that's so deep. Like sometimes people just don't want to listen to when there's a message in front of you. Like there was a whole meme going around where it was like a girl saying, God, send me a sign and let me know that he's not the one. God will give you 10,000 signs that the person is not the one, but you don't want to listen. But then you sitting there crying saying, oh, well, it's me. Jesus, why does it keep happening to me? I mean, well, maybe if you just clean your eyes and brush your teeth and wash your face and pick that eyelash up that's dropping in your eyeballs, you will actually see the truth. You just don't want to accept it. And that's the problem is acceptance. You have to accept the fact that what you feel like is right for you. Sometimes it may not be right for you. Sometimes it's not the best thing for you. Sometimes it's not good. But you don't want to believe that or you don't want to accept that for your own reasons in your mind. Or you try to make something good better than what it is. Why are you trying to fix? Why are you trying to falsify information when all the facts are there in your face? You see it. Handle it accordingly. Sometimes God gives you a sign from the TV, from the shows that you watch. When you see yourself going into a mental depression, you just getting depressed just because of 
the wind going by. Like, why are you depressed? It's a sign that you need to get your shit together. Get your shit together. It doesn't always, everything is not going to always be together when you expect it to be together. It's not. And that's one of the reasons why I love God. And that's one of the reasons why I talk to him all the time. And I appreciate everything that he does for me because he knows that even when I make mistakes, I'm not going to sit there and wallow in it. I'm going to bounce back up. I'm going to get up and I'm going to do God's work. And that's what I'm going to do even as I'm a sex worker, period, regardless. If you come to me and you're like, I need prayer, I'll pray for you and I'll give you advice on how to do some things at the same time. I feel like my purpose on this earth, because God has a purpose for everybody, whether you believe it or not. If you don't believe in God, you don't have a religion, that's perfectly fine. If you believe in a higher being, that's fine. That's you. I'm just saying my, my personal relationship and my personal feelings. I know that God has a purpose for me. And from all the stuff that I've been through in life and and to where I am now, I know that my purpose is sex education. I know that my purpose is to be an educator and help people understand the beauty, the the amazingness behind love and what great love and awesome communication can bring, which is also a good factor and cofactors to sex. And I just feel like that's my calling in life. That's just who I am. I'm meant to be a sex educator. I'm meant to be a sex therapist. I'm meant to be a sex coach. I'm meant to be a major family therapist. And if God, not even if, because God has that plan for me, I'm going to carry out his word. I spent so many years running from who I really was. And all those times where I was running from myself, I was running from my heart, my feelings, my mind, my spirit, everything. I was getting depressed. I was getting sad. Again, I was in fucked up situations. And honestly, some of the situations that I was put in was partially my fault. Some of them uh, fucked with the wrong people. But there were still signs that God gave me to leave certain people alone. But I didn't listen. And because I didn't listen, I put myself in a situation that was hard for me to get out of. But because I got out, because I was able to get out and leave so many toxic situations... Like, that's nothing but God. You can't tell me it's a coincidence or some things can be a coincidence and that's fine. But I say it's God because I really could have been stuck. Like a snippet of what happened to me. I was in a very, very, very abusive relationship while I was in high school. Go into details about it later because I don't feel like personally getting emotional right now. But I was in a very abusive relationship in high school. It was to the point where I felt like I was trapped and... Literally, I applied to so many schools. Majority of the schools that I applied to for college were in my home, was in my home state. And well, I mean, y'all probably know where I'm from. I'm from Georgia, from Atlanta, Georgia. I was applying to schools all throughout Georgia and in areas that was close. And honestly, if my abuser wanted to get anywhere near me, he honestly could have. But then something really like clicked on me and I thank God for introducing me to my enrollment counselor, Dr. Prater. He was my advisor in high school and he just, he took me in and was like, I see something in you that I feel like this school will be the best school for you. And that so happened to be his alma mater. And that was Alabama State University. When I got to Alabama State University, my abuser was not crossing state lines. My abuser did not want to come nowhere near Alabama. He didn't want to drive there. He didn't want to come there, whatever the case may be. 
How did he know I was going to Alabama State University? I mean, you know, once you get accepted into college, you tell the whole wide world. So, of course, I went on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. Like, oh, my gosh, I got into ASU. But little did people know, like, me getting to Alabama State University in Montgomery, Alabama, I was running away from a very, 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 very toxic situation. And because I got accepted and I was able to go to this school for a year, I could do summer school. I would be in a dorm with other people, people who don't know me. It was a few people who I went to high school with there or people I knew from back at home there. But nobody really ever knew the situation that I was in when I was back in my home state or my hometown. But all the schools that I applied to out of state, none of them accepted me except Alabama State University. So the fact that I was able to get into Alabama State University and I was able to run away, and I'm going to say run away because that's what I wanted to do. Like if I wasn't getting into an out-of-state college, I was going to run away from home and never look back. And whatever happened with my life at that time was going to happen with me. But instead of running, instead of illegally running away, I was able to go to a school that was able to take me in and I could start my life over and just be happy with myself and make better decisions and not have to worry about the shit that I went through back at home. And that honestly is nothing but God because he did not have to take me out of that situation. I could have stayed there and I literally could have been hurt. I would have been bruised like me having locks, me and my best friends that I have now. The stuff that I went through in undergrad, even though I'm not a music major anymore, I met amazing professors who understood me and loved me and took me in as their children and so many other great things that words can't even come out of my mouth properly because it was so amazing how God blessed me. Damn, I'm crying. Okay. It's amazing how like God really blessed me and took me out of that toxic situation just so I could start the life that I wanted to live, but I still felt empty because I was still running away from what my calling was. And once I graduated, once I graduated with my bachelor's in music performance from Alabama State University, I had met my mentor um, from Colorado. He's a marriage and family therapist and he's a sex therapist. He introduced me to so many people, so many organizations. He literally took me in and was like, Selena, this is what you need to do. If you want, if you're serious about sex education and sex work and you don't feel threatened by what society might say about you, this is how you have to move and this is what you need to do. And ever since then, I have been the happiest person of my life. It doesn't matter what the fuck I'm going through in my relationship and my family, my friends, I do not care because God has put so many people in my life to help me become the person that I am today. Fuck that shit. Like, you can't tell me nothing. You can't sit here and tell me that I'm worthless. I'm useless. You can feel however you want to feel about me. But at the end of the day, God brought me out of a crazy situation. A lot of crazy situations. And because of him doing that for me, I have been blessed. And I'll be damned if anybody come up in any of my shit or come to me and tell me, oh, you can't be a Christian and... Do the shit that you do. Bitch, fuck you in the sand you walk on. It's God's sand, but it's not fuck his sand, but it's definitely fuck you. Because you can't tell me shit. God has been there for me more than you even know how to spell my name. So, you know, like, I am a religious freak. And 
I mean that in the funniest wordplay, but also in the serious way that it is. Like, I know the Bible. I may not be able to quote it like pastors and stuff like that, which is perfectly fine for me because I feel like I don't have to always quote the Bible to live by it. Because I'm not going to say some shit to you just so I can have words come out of my mouth. You'll see how I move by my actions, how I walk. I walk in the face of God. I walk by faith and not by sight. I don't use my eyes to guide me. I use my heart, my mind, my spirit, and my soul. And God has all of that. So as long as he has that, I will never go astray. I will never go the wrong way. I will always, always prevail. I will always succeed in everything that I do. And so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Sixperience. I am your fairy sex mother and have a great rest of your night.